Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we're back. We made it through another week of this crazy quarantine stuff. Where is it going to go from here? I know some of the world is starting to open up now. Thankfully, mercifully, dare I say. But we'll see where it goes from here. On today's show, we have Alana from her cruise channel. Does a lot of great stuff on YouTube. Her husband, Raphael, the cameraman too. They do a great job over there. We're also going to talk about Carnival. Looks like they are going to be the first cruise line to stop crying wolf and they're going to try to really look into an august 1st return to sale date we also have some of the stuff regarding norwegian and their financial difficulties and then how they bounced back along with some other news and your emails here we go let's start the show Yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live from the K-Compound down in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm your host, Tommy Casabona. Thank you so much for joining us for this new episode. I want to welcome you. Also remind you, we have a Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. If you are so inclined, please feel free to request to join that group. We will let you right in. We also have Instagram. Uh, guess what it is? It's Always Be Booked on Instagram. TikTok. Did I really get involved in TikTok? Yes, I did. And you could find Always Be Booked on TikTok. And if you have anything you wanted to say, if you want to book travel, if you want to be on the show via email, the end of the show, we know you. we always read your emails, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We got a lot to get to today. As you heard in the cold open, we do have Alana. Uh, they do a great job over there on their YouTube channel with her and her husband, Raphael. And we are excited to present you with that interview. So... Uh, let's get into a few things. So first and foremost, today was a crazy day. Uh, I had no idea that when I woke up, I was going to have an offer in the inbox from Celebrity Cruises to take an 11-day cruise. Now, this is amazing because I am not, I, I, you know, I would love to have them as a sponsor. You are comped, but at this point, they are not a sponsor. You uh, are comped is just uh, angels. They're an angel website. If you do any sort of gambling on cruise ships, and if you've ever got any sort of um, uh, offer from a cruise ship regarding gambling, you're going to want to go to UR, the letter U, the letter R, comped.com and then you're going to want to fill in some information you want to go through the process you what they ask you to do is just get deals that you have any coupons any offers any deals that you have and then send it to them you know we had the owner on the show i think it was craig right yeah we had craig on the show and uh he explained the whole thing you could go check out the past episode again not a sponsor just a freaking angelic 
thing what they do with Cruz. And, I, and, and it was told, big shout out to Matt. Uh, and Matt told me about them. And I tried them. What can you lose, right? So I get on there and uh, I, I just put in my information. And trust me, I'm not what you would call a whale. I mean, you know, but from a gambling standpoint, I'm not a whale. And uh, I put in my information. I got rejected a couple of times. It was a little, I'll be honest with you. Listen, nothing good comes easy. <laughs> it was a little, I would say, non-transparent about their how they do this and how they select who they're going to select and what cruises they look like offers but they're not really offers so there was a little bit of a rigmarole let's write that down i've never used that word in my life let's it's historic right now rigmarole i've never really uh i've never i never got any real good offers from them but i saw that I don't know, whatever. They were doing a celebrity. They, they seemed like celebrity was pretty big on that site. And I put in an offer for a celebrity after, I think, getting rejected twice. And then I actually got one approved. But that one got canceled because of the pandemic. And then I just got this one approved. So what I'm going to do is read you this itinerary. And I'll tell you the price. And you can decide if you want to go see if it's worth it to check out youarecomped.com. So... What it is, is a celebrity cruise on October 10th, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale. It is 11 days, and the itinerary is St. Thomas, St. Croix, never been, St. John's, not St. John, St. John's, has Antigua and Barbuda. St. John's, Antigua, and Barbuda. So I guess that's a three-in-one. I'm not really that familiar. I'm sure a few of you will tell me. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Then we're going over to Barbados, then St. Lucia, and then St. Martin. And that's the run. So what is that, five stops? Six to six, five, one, two, three. Six stops, 11 days, Fort Lauderdale, round trip, and uh, October 10th. You want to know the price? No, you don't want to know the price. I'm going to tell you the price. All in. It was comped. Completely comped. Balcony. $279 for two people, which represent the taxes and poor charges. Out of control, right? Listen, I'm not saying this to make you jealous. I'm saying this to say, damn, you are comped. Not too bad, not too shabby. So pumped up about that. All right, so let's get into some topics today. I want to blow through the cruise news pretty quickly because I want to get to this interview and get to your emails, but we do have to talk about a few things. So you have, you may have been hearing you know, this new phrase with Royal Caribbean called cruise with confidence. And what that actually is, is Royal Caribbean's cancellation and rebooking policy. Now, this is old news pretty much. Everybody's heard the term cruise with confidence, cruise with confidence, but they made some adjustments to it. They instituted uh, a couple of new things that is that are worth bringing up here. So number one, if you want to cancel your cruise, you can. You are going to get a 100% refund. Uh, if you want to reschedule your cruise, uh, if it's not been canceled already, and not get back the cash, you can get 125% of the value of what you paid for the original cruise. So for the updated version, that was the regular version. Everybody knew about that. So for the updated version, new and existing bookings made by August 1st have the flexibility to cancel their cruise up to 48 hours prior to their sailing, and they can receive a full credit for the cruise fare for a cr- future cruise through April 22nd. So that's a pretty significant extension right there. 
And then uh, they also add a couple. So that's basically the date extension. But they also added a couple of new things. The best price guarantee. Now guests can choose to change the price and promotional offer. Now let's just say a better one comes available because the ship isn't selling or whatever. Now you can do that up to 48 hours prior to the cruise. Previously, you'd have to. You wouldn't be able to do that past the 90 day mark, right? 90 days prior. So it's pretty pretty cool uh they also have a lift and shift situation here going on they're calling it the old lift and shift that's like me every time i get out of bed uh as late as 48 hours prior to sailing travelers have the option to change their sailing to any cruise with the same itinerary it's got to be the same ship you guys know how that works you know certain cruise ships will be doing alternating runs back and forth and you know, it's the same run. They're doing the, they're doing the same they're doing the same run on the same ship. If you see a price that you like and you want to change it and you want to change the date, you can do that up to forty eight hours prior to your sailings. Uh, we have a quote: uh, "We want our guests to feel that they can safely keep their existing cruise bookings or scheduled new sailings," said Royal Caribbean Chairman CEO Richard Fain. Because this policy gives them more freedom and more flexibility so that's pretty cool you got to say royal caribbean is really doing the right thing by their guests in this whole situation at least as best they can so carnival let's talk about carnival they are officially making a strong move to head back to sea now they're shooting for august 1st you saw something come out today regarding pricing now this overshadows it's to me it's overshadows the fact that this is another actually it's another delay you know what i mean the cruise line policies as a whole for the last couple of months have been, okay, all sailings have been halted until this day. And that day is usually a month from the day or so that they're saying it initially. And this was no different, except for the fact that this time, you know, uh, for all we know, Carnival was planning on going back to see whatever it was, June 31st, July 1st. That's what we thought. That's what was listed. Did we believe that? Well, no, maybe, maybe not. Some people gathered hope. Gathered hope. If you had a cruise in mid-July, you probably had some hope. If you were paid off or put your deposit down, I would say you may have had some hope. But Carnival didn't say, hey, listen, we're putting it off another month. We are extending this halt till July 31st. They didn't say that. They led with the positive. They said, we have a very big announcement to make. Carnival Cruise Lines is returning to service on August 1st. Now, how different is that than just pushing it off for another month? To me, it sounds a lot different. The language that they're using, the way that they're talking, the way they're getting specific about certain ships and pricing and where they're going, that's got to tell you that they really feel comfortable that it's going to happen. And they're also following that up with the comment that they think that they're going to be able to return to a, a, a virtually full schedule by September 1st. Now, we know that's not possible because they have already canceled permanently for the year ships like the Sunrise and some of them on the Radiance and, you know, uh, some stuff out of, of San Francisco and anything out of New York, things like that. So we know they're not going to fully return. But if the goal is barring those ones that they specifically specified. If we can get a return to sale date of August 1st, 
which is, you know, let's say ships that has half capacity, a lot of ships not going to oh, their full itineraries, uh, you know, not all ships that are sched- on that schedule are going out, so they'll have to work that out somehow. But if they can kind of do a little bit of a warm-up, they're also going to have to... See, this is the thing. This is why it's important to get this done August 1st, because what you have to realize, in my opinion, is that whatever they first... Uh, let's say the first they first set sail again. It's going to be such a far cry from normal cruising, and there's going to be so many kinks to work out. And I'm not talking about you know are the dining servers going to be rusty? Of course they are, and that's to be accepted. Expected. I'm sorry. I'm talking about these policies that they're going to put in place. Nobody's ever tried to cruise under policies of social distancing, mask wearing, temperature taking, rules and regulations as to who's allowed to sail. Nobody's ever sailed under those conditions before. So there's going to be hiccups with that. And it's going to take a good at least a month to try to figure out, okay, where are we? Where, what, is, what is the new normal? We know there's going to be a new normal. What is going to be the new normal? So Carnival does sound like they are going to, they're really determined. Now, if they got put off again, would any of us be shocked? I would say probably not. I would say you probably shouldn't be shocked. But what is my gauge right now? If you're going to ask me, hold my feet to the fire, gun to the head if you want to get more severe. What is my feeling on Carnival's likeliness of sailing, getting back to sailing on August 1st? I'm going to say let's roll with a 75, 70%, 70 to 75%. I'm really feeling pretty good that it's going to happen, and I'm excited about it. I think you guys too. You guys are too. <laughs> Just leaving out words here. Something that may or may not complicate Carnival's return to service could be a congressional investigation into the possibility of them not reacting fast enough to contain the spread of coronavirus on some of their ships. Now, this is a very complicated story. It has so many moving parts. It's really tough to nail down in just a few minutes. But the gist of the allegations are that Carnival Corporation may have been able to prevent many of the outbreaks that happened worldwide if they had been more transparent and reactive to when they first learned that coronavirus could be an issue. I don't know what you guys think about it. I have many thoughts on it. It's kind of like my opinion remains fluid because I'm not trying to, you know, do the whole, oh, you know what, who knows what could have happened, who everybody else uh, should be to blame too. This is something that we've not, you can't really just, there's only so much you can do as far as, you know, giving people leeway and, you know, detaching anybody from accountability whatsoever, because at the end of the day, I really do think this has to be investigated and figured out. And you know what, if you do find somebody who was grossly negligent, yes, they got to answer to that. But I think the main thing has to be to make sure that we know what to do next time if this is going to happen again, God forbid, or how to prevent this from happening whatsoever. So the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure, chaired by Peter DeFazo, who is a Democrat from Oregon, is requesting that Carnival turns over any and all documentation and correspondence that involves their handling of the pandemic. Uh, Carnival CEO Arnold Donald has been under the gun, and he maintains that while they may have not been perfect in some areas, there may they may have been even more proactive in other areas than most people were would expect them to be. He says that this is a disaster the likes of nothing we've ever seen. There was no blueprint for this, and he compared each cruise ship to that of a city. He's saying that you know many cities did did things that were appropriate, and some made mistakes. 
Some made big mistakes. It's a learning process and it's not fair to place blame in this situation where we've been hit with something that's so unprecedented. I would say it does seem like Carnival is being singled out a little bit. You should probably launch an investigation on every airline, uh, every, I mean, you might even say every major metropolis or any other large entity that had, you know, any type of say in the comings and goings of large groups of people. Uh, you, you're going to come out and blame Carnival and you're going to say Carnival should have done this. And you may, may very well be right that Carnival, you know, if they knew that this ship could have, you know, residue of the coronavirus or COVID-19 on some of its surfaces or did the, did the passengers that were getting on have the right to know that they were getting on a ship where certain people were infected with coronavirus you can say that and i would say maybe you know i would lean towards yes but then at the same time you can't be on tv saying that don't wear a mask this is over and everybody from the u.s government on both sides of the aisle the cdc the world health organizations other nations were all downplaying the significance of this you know what i mean so it's very easy to say that uh carnival corporation acted in a uh you know let's just call it a um capitalistic way by making sure that they filled up their ships and didn't cancel their sailings and didn't freak out the industry but at the same time everybody was kind of doing that you know what I mean? And yes, Carnival has a financial interest to make money on these ships. And if the federal government, you know, people who are, you know, the speakers of the House or Donald Trump or Republicans or Democrats or uh, world organizations that we're supposed to trust to tell us what to do using science as a barometer, that it's okay that this is not something we should be afraid of, which is what happened. Now, I don't know the timeline. I'm not saying Carnival is not at fault, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be punished. All I'm saying is that let's deal with everybody fairly. You know what I'm saying? Let's deal with all the all the all the players that are in place. Let's let's deal with them fairly. You hear that seaplane? Long way away from sirens, though, huh? You don't even hear the boat motors anymore. All right. So we had a uh, quite a wild rocky roller coaster ride with Norwegian Cruise Line. You know what? They put that whole big thing out there. We're going out of business. Then, oh no, you know what? 24 hours. First of all, they put the thing out there. We might go bankrupt. That's not really what they said. But of course, the a lot of the mainstream media is going to dive into that, take that as a headline, and put fear out into the industry, especially towards people who really don't like to read things beyond headlines, which is a lot of people. I could be guilty of that. Sometimes we all can. But the bottom line is Norwegian did have to put in a filing with the Securities Commission and say that their outlook did not look uh, promising if they did not, if they were not able to acquire some extra liquidity. They looked like they would probably have to, because of all the money that they're paying out, the bills that they have, the overhead. I think the overhead was estimated to be at a, you know, 150 million or so a month just to run the business, even if there's no sailings out there. And that's what was good. Just basically by making cuts and just existing, it was going to cost them 150 million a month. So they basically said it didn't look good. We're going to have to have some. Something's going to have to happen here for us to 
say that we're not we're, we know that we're not going to be able to have to have to file bankruptcy or something like that. So they did have a lot of moves that they can make and they did make some of them. So CEO Frank Del Rio announced that Norwegian Corporation received 400 million dollars from the private equity firm El Caterton. This from El Caterton was a low risk investment because they are secured and if a bankruptcy or any type of bad news does come along the firm would be among the first creditors that would get their money back as a result of any asset sales or liquidation sell-offs that might take place. Also, uh, the terms of the agreement, the firm, uh, we're talking about L. Catterton, they will be able to appoint a member to have a seat on the board of directors with Norwegian. So they leveraged themselves into a nice little situation there, and it's a very kind of, let's call it a low-risk move because you know they're gonna they're guaranteed they're guaranteed to get their money back. In other moves to secure liquidity, they put out four hundred million dollars of common stocks, which will be managed by some of the larger firms in the world. And what that is is that just they just released it. They just released four hundred million dollars in of their equity that can be bought by you in common stocks. Now here's what they did that was kind of interesting that might get a little confusing. They also got $750 million in exchangeable senior notes offering and another $675 million in senior secured notes offering. So what that is is basically what they're calling a debt holiday. The two creditors that they dealt with, they were able to get I guess what would you call it? Their bills pushed off a little bit. They got a little. They're still the money's not going anywhere. The the expense is not going anywhere. They still have to pay it. But whatever they were supposed to be have paid by April of this year, they're getting some leverage and leeway. I'm saying should say leeway is the right word. They won't have to pay that until next year. So there you go. The announcement is not necessarily quite as grim. It was grim. But it was it's not it wasn't as grim originally as it sounded. And then even as grim as it was, the news got better in the subsequent 24 hours. See, this was a filing that is mandatory. They had to file this with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And uh, Norwegian would basically look negligent. And if this stuff happened out of nowhere and, you know, they didn't make these statements, they have to kind of, I guess, cover their bases and and they, they'd be liable if they didn't. And if they were looked at as being too positive or anything less than honest, that could come back and bite them. So that's why they were, you know, if you want to call it grim in that filing, that's what it was. So that's pretty much, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know. Can you imagine all the cash that they must be hemorrhaging from this shutdown? The amounts of funds they're having to return from guests that canceled their sailings, but then also guests who cancel on their own based on low industry confidence. And that is going around a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody came along and bought Norwegian. By the way, I do want to disclose that I did move some things around in my portfolio. And today I went in on uh, 100 shares of Carnival stock. Now, Norwegian was very, very tempting because that it was just going to let's just talk, let's just say for financial purposes of how my money was sitting with this brokerage it would have been easy to pick up a quick 100 in norwegian which i still believe in and i still i still think there's a huge upside too you know to get the carnival i was going to have to move some things around you know do some selling and moving and transferring and whatnot and i did i just you know what i mean i was like carnival's the to me carnival is i don't know what's a if you're going to go and buy the stock, if you're going to buy the 100 shares, to me, Carnival is McDonald's. 
Norwegian is, let's say, Arby's. You know what I mean? Are, uh, yeah. Both good companies. Both are probably going to be fine. But I wasn't going to let the $3 difference in the, per shares or whatever it was deter me from picking what I thought would be the best stock. And hopefully, we'll see what happens. You can uh, count on me being uh, neurotically checking my TD Ameritrade trade website on a regular basis multiple times a day getting very very familiar with that refresh button but i wouldn't be surprised if somebody came along and just kind of swooped up norwegian right it does seem that they had to extend themselves and had to kind of reach out on a limb a little bit further than most of the cruise lines but who knows I don't know. How about Virgin Cruise Lines? We talk about that a little bit with um, with Alana, but I was just, I can't believe if they had a crystal ball, do you think that they would have gone as hard into the cruise industry <laughs> if they knew this was going to happen? Maybe you do. You know what I mean? So many people would be like, no, you absolutely don't. But I could tell you from my industry, whether it's bars, restaurants, things like that, you know, when there's downturns, that's the time to go in. That is the absolute time to go in. All right, so as we mentioned, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian freed up some short-term debt by getting an extra year to pay off some of their German-built ships. We covered that in a couple of show, a couple of episodes ago. In another move to establish liquidity, Royal Caribbean was able to strike a similar debt holiday, you know, putting their bills off for uh for a year or so or a few years. They they struck that deal with BPI France, and that's a French credit agency that works with the cruise industry. So Royal Caribbean is being allowed to defer payments that were due between April 1st, 2020 and March 31st on 2021. They're able to pay that in now in eight installments between April 2021 and October of 2024 for the Celebrity Edge payoff. They'll also be able to do a similar situation in the case of Celebrity Apex and Symphony of the Seas, where they were supposed to be paying that between April of this year and March of next year. But now they have between September of 2021 and March of 2025 to split up those payments so they can retain some of their liquidity, get some breathing room, if you will, so that in case more shutdowns take place, they will be able to continue to operate as a business. So without further ado, let's take it over to our chat with Alana. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Always be booked cruise podcast. We have a very, very special guest on the line. It is Alana. Alana, how are you today? I'm great, Tommy. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you. How are you? Very good. Thank you. So Alana is a cruise and vacation content creator, like a, like a lot of us out there these days. And uh, she's she does it all. She does YouTube. She's on Facebook. Uh, Alana, can you tell the, the cones out there where they can find you? Oh, wonderful. Yes. Well, all of my socials are at Alana Zingano and my website is alanazingano.com. Perfect. And um, I guess maybe if you had to describe what your place is on all these platforms or what your place in this whole cruise space is, how would you describe it? Oh, well, I love it all. I love to share all of the knowledge that I have from my travels. So you can get a lot of uh, tips, tricks, advice. I love to do cruise vlogs and cruise interviews as well. So it's always fun to uh, have the tables shifted and be interviewed by you, Tommy. Absolutely. Um, so I, I will get into a little bit later how I discovered you. 
but I was looking at your channel again as a refresher and I saw some of your vlogs, things like that. Now, there's a lot of people out here that create content and I like to think that most people, and I'm not just talking about cruising or vacations, I'm talking about just people who create content for a subject, whatever it is, whether it's a hobby, lifestyle, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of them are passionate about it. A lot of them do it because you know what? This is their income. This is their job. And you can kind of tell over, I guess, you know, whatever, whatever platforms they're on that they're kind of doing it for, because it's a job. You, on the other hand, that's what I was noticing last night. When I was looking at some of the vlogs and things like that, the passion that you have for cruising, uh, you know, when you're boarding a ship on a vlog or, you know, when you're making your way throughout a ship, is that something that you know that's a focus of yours is to kind of like exude that passion? Oh, well, I think it just is something that is, you know, the natural excitement of it all because, you know, we are having, you know, such a good time and sharing it through, you know, the camera lens. It just kind of naturally comes off that way because, you know, cruise day for one is just the most exciting part of the vacation, all of the anticipation that has been building up to it. It's, you know, kind of overflowing with uh, all of the excitement that it just it naturally comes off that way. Uh, but I, I, I do love to share it. And that's just something that I, you know, have a lot, I do have a lot of passion for it. Yeah. I think you hit the, the nail on the head there that we, we do call ourselves a little bit of cruise addicts and enjoy it so much that it, even though we do do it, you know, full time and, uh, produce as much content as we can it it's it's such a blast cruise day there is nothing like cruise day is there i know i know exactly so what what's what's cruise pre-cruise night for you like so what do you do like obviously you know you're in dallas if i'm not mistaken uh and no you probably cruised from everywhere so i'm sure you usually follow the rule of thumb get there the night before what's the night before because i'll tell you right now uh, it's just not going to be a big night of sleep for me how, how is it for you <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly correct. So normally we try and uh, fly into whatever port of call uh, the day before. So the cruise night is pretty much uh, basically getting ourselves situated in our hotel, uh, making sure that if we're using a hotel shuttle or an Uber in the morning, you know, making sure we're all set. One thing that we always try and do is because, you know, we're traveling in and flying in from... Uh, you know, yes, we do live in Dallas, so we're either flying into Miami or Fort Lauderdale. One thing that I always try to do the night before is making sure that my day bag for the morning is ready. Uh, we love to try and get to the port uh, a little early. We love to just kind of make sure that we're not feeling rushed because that kind of just sets off the mood in, you know, a little not as exciting as it could be if you're feeling nervous and rushing or worried about hitting traffic or anything like that. But you know, that never happens anyway. But uh, I like to have my bag ready just so I have my camera gear and all of my essential items from, uh, you know, whatever I may need, like an extra phone charger, a power pack, things like that to um, in my cruise backpack. So that way I'm ready to go. And if I want to jump in the pool or the hot tub, as soon as I get on the ship, you know, I can do so. And I encourage everyone to, pack your essentials and you know, I kind of get it done the night before so I don't have to worry about it. See, this is what's beautiful about this cruise space because, you know, you you do it in such an efficient, uh, in-order way. And then you got me, on the other hand, who is literally, <laughs> I probably hit up three to four TJ Maxxes and Walgreens on the day of the cruise. <laughs> <running> <laughs> around. 
<laughs> running oh, around no. all up and down trying to find. But I do purposely try to get to the cruise as late as humanly possible. And I, people who oh, listen, you? Yeah, okay. yeah, people who listen to my show know why. It's just because I, I have a thing where I don't think. In my opinion, the vacation doesn't truly start until the muster drill is in the rear view. And I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know what, let's just skip the lines, skip all that other stuff. Let's get there. And when, every time we walk into the cruise port, it, the terminal is completely empty. And uh, we just walk right on literally within seven or eight minutes. And then we uh, do a mad dash to get unpacked. And then we go to the muster drill. And then... Then and only then for us is the vacation started. So I guess it's different strokes for different folks. But all right. So you uh, yeah. you, have, you have quite an extensive, uh, what do you call it? A cruise your cruise resume. Can you, I don't, I'm sure <laughs> you're not, that. yeah, you're not going to be able to tell us exactly which cruise. I'm not saying, you know, list it all out, but can you talk a little bit about your cruising history? How many, maybe around how many ships have you been on? Has it been one more, the more cruise line than others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So um, I love the cruise as a uh, new vocabulary word there, uh, but that's <laughs> fantastic. I've, I've, I pride myself that I've been on quite a few different cruise lines, and that's what I love uh, to share is those similarities and differences between all the different cruise lines. So I have... I have to take a look at my cruise log. I actually have a cruise log on my website where I break down all of the different ships. So I'd have to double check for 100% accuracy, but I think I've traveled the most on uh, Royal Caribbean. And then from there, it kind of um, falls between Carnival and the rest of them and kind of trinkles through. But I've done um, all of the big ones with Royal Caribbean, Carnival, MSC, uh, Costa, Norwegian. I I think I've only sailed on the uh, first. Well, I've only sailed on. Let's see, of the same ship only a few times. So that's kind of cool that I I've only done that a few times. And I, you know, basically I love to try new ships. Gotcha. And, you know, through my research, I was diligent with my research. So you, you, you've you done Disney too, right? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, that's one of the most fascinating things I have as far as Disney. It's just, to me, it's like such an enigma when it comes to cruise lines. The brand is obviously mega, mega famous and just all time famous. But, you know, they clearly are at a very different price point. And I guess the question is, and I that's my curiosity for most people who do go on Disney cruises, and they get it, they get that money for it. Is there really that Disney difference that warrants the difference in price? A hundred percent. We have been blessed and lucky enough to go on a few Disney cruises. And Tommy, they are so much fun. Uh, we've traveled, uh, you know... Some of you may know we welcomed our daughter Valencia uh, earlier this year. Oh, yes, and into by the, the way, world, so congr- just- congratulations on that. And oh, I also thank wanted you. I also wanted to say Happy Mother's Day as well. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, and Happy Mother's Day to any of your listeners as well. Uh, I know it'll be a few days before they listen to this, but Happy Belated then. Um, but like I was saying, though, um, we first cruised on Disney, you know, without our daughter because she's only three months old now. So we cruised on Disney as adults. And I'm so grateful to have had that experience because it is really unique to travel on Disney Cruise Line without children because you might think, oh, well, it's just for kids. Having it 
the experience as traveling on as an adult on Disney Cruise Line is so different. I have a great appreciation for just how far Disney goes with the Disney difference. And um, everything was just absolutely fabulous from the entertainment and the food and so much fun. Now, we're big Disney Cruise lovers ourselves. So, um, you know, we just love everything from the character interactions and the themed dining. So it's a whole other level of fun and reliving your childhood. No, that makes sense. It makes sense. And honestly, I'll just check that check that box again because, you know, I haven't necessarily talked to a whole lot of people and this is now this is mostly a show about the big three. Uh, but there's not a yeah. there's not a person out there. Alaska and Disney. I haven't met anybody who's ever <laughs> yes, done either yes, one of those yes. things, and I, I haven't done either, but I've never met anybody who says anything bad about any one of them. Um, so I always get asked what my favorite cruise line, exactly. cruise, my favorite cruise line is. I, I, I've been on 22 cruises. I still can't answer what my favorite cruise line is. Uh, do you have any idea? Do you have a cruise line that you lean towards your favorite kind of, sort of? Yeah, well, I'm I'm similar to you, and you know we've done 19 cruises now, so we're just right behind you. And I, it's it is so hard to choose your favorite because I always lean towards you know those favorite memories that you have. I think who you're traveling with can can make a huge difference with your experience on having you know the best cruise ever. And um, you know I do have favorites of type of activities and things, but they all bring something so different to the table. Um, you know, Disney has the Disney difference. You know, Norwegian has great entertainment. Royal Caribbean also has great entertainment. Celebrity Cruise Line has fantastic food. They all have something that is so, so spectacular um, that it's, it is so hard to choose because I want to do it all. I want to see it all. I'm the type of person where if I could build my own cruise line, I'd, t- I'd take a little bit of every cruise line that I've been on and incorporate it all. Now, you think Virgin Voyages would have done that too, but it doesn't seem like they went that route, does it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's going to be a whole another experience in itself. Um, with with experiencing some adult only cruising, I I wonder when um, uh, we will have a chance to sail on that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon we'll get to experience it. But it, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's almost like I don't want to say the word cursed, but it's almost like it's crazy all the stuff that they've been through. And not even ever having a, a ship set sail yet, and then out of nowhere, this stuff hits. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a, a blessing or 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 a, or a curse or whatever it is. But it's just a matter of I, I can't imagine what they're going through. Imagine starting up a cruise line and then the industry just gets. I mean, temporarily, albeit, but decimated. Yeah, I think uh, they definitely have their work cut out for themselves, and we'll just have to to see what happens and. You know, I wonder if they're behind the scenes. I think it would be really interesting to be a fly on the wall with uh, some of their board meetings and things like that of how they're basically using this time to to get ready for their grand opening and, you know, re-ramping everything to the best of their ability to come and have, you know, extra safety protocols in place. You know, it's... We'll see what happens. Oh, my gosh. You just said be a fly. On the- I would love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings. I would start with maybe yeah. I would start with maybe digging out a little bit more uh, of a larger pool on the Lido deck or the pool deck or whatever it is. But listen, 
What do I know? What do I know? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So how I discovered you was I was doing a sailing on the navigator of the seas and, you know, me and a couple Uh of friends, we were about to, you know, board the ship. I noticed in my cruise planning that Super Mario was going to be on the sailing and he was on the navigator for a little while. And uh, I was looking up information on him. I had heard about him, but he seemed to have granted you a great amount of access. Can you talk a little bit about your experience? By the way, maybe do that first if you don't mind. Maybe explain who Super Mario is and then tell us how uh, how that came about, how your interview with came about and, and what you thought of him in general. Sure thing. Well, Super Mario, for those who are unaware, Super Mario is a full-time cruiser who lives aboard the Royal Caribbean fleet. So he jumps around from different ships within Royal Caribbean and lives full-time at sea. And uh, him and I had the lovely acquaintance of sailing prior to the Navigator of the Seas uh, together. And we first were acquainted on, I believe it was the Enchantment, um, gosh, like four years ago now. And um, and then we sailed again on the Independence, we met up, and then on the Navigator is uh, where we had our second set of interviews together. And uh, the Navigator is an absolutely beautiful ship, by the way, so I really love that ship. It's one of my favorites. But uh, back to Mario, yeah, he was living on the Navigator of the Seas for... I don't know, approximately four months or so out of last year. He'll jump around and stay uh, three to four months on one ship and move around. And I had the opportunity to do quite a few interviews with him. It was our uh, second series of interviews uh, with him. And we basically dived into all the details of what it's like to live at sea uh, from how does he do his laundry, how much does it cost, and you know, how does he spend his days? What does it look like? And preparing for such a uh, big task of getting getting your life together to, to live full-time at sea because it actually takes a lot of work and people kind of forget that it's not just a vacation. You're shifting your entire life. No, 100%. And he was cool enough to give me a, a little bit of access. I didn't dive as, as in-depth as you, but I was like impressed with you and the impressive, impressed with your interview style and how you kind of like, he kind of was very, very, um, I, I guess he opened up to you ver- uh, a lot and he gave you a lot of inside information and it was amazing. I was surprised how much he went into detail on uh, you know the specifics of like, okay, well, here's the breakdown of what it would cost if you were going to do this. Here's a list of seven or eight things or, you know, the, uh, that you'd have to take care of on land and what you'd have to think about. So there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of people out there who think, wait a minute, does, do, do the numbers make sense? Can I just live on a cruise ship? And then you know what? There you go. A, a, a live answer personified in if it's going to be a good idea for you to be able to do that or not. So I thought that was really cool. It was a great job. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, Mario is a fantastic gentleman. He's so kind. You know, a lot of feedback that I get uh, from viewers who watch the interviews and then they have the awesome opportunity to sail on the same ship that he's currently on. They, you know, will go and uh, see him on the pool deck and say, wow, I got to meet him. And they'll come back to me and say that. And they're like, he's just as awesome in person as he is in the interviews. And 
uh, so kind with his time that he'll you know say hi and take a photo for those who want it. And he's he's a really great great gentleman. And and him and I stay in touch. And he's he's really itching to get back to see. If you're curious, I think your next question might be, what is he doing right now during this pause on cruising? And I, and I'll tell you, he's he's itching to get back to sea. That's for sure. He's he's on land, but he's but he's safe and well during this time. So that's good. Yeah, that's great to hear. I was going to ask that. Like, what what is you know? I, there's a lot of people out there who do do that who who you know they don't get maybe the publicity he does but there's a good amount of people mm-hmm. that do spend their retirement on cruise ships there's actually uh, you, you probably have heard of it the cruise ship called the world mm-hmm. yes i have heard of it yeah, and, and they're they're all them they're all on land as well which i don't understand if 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 it's the same passengers and everybody's kind of i guess uh not contagious or healthy or whatever it is like i i don't know why they would have to you know, why couldn't they continue to sail? But, you know, again, I'm not making these decisions. Okay, so here we go. Now I'm putting you on the spot. You're going to get mad at me right now. We didn't. I didn't tell you I was doing this. I didn't give you any time to really mull this over because it's probably something you probably wouldn't want to. But I would Uh-oh, like here you, we go. Yeah, exactly. I would like you to name three famous people, not family members, not Super Mario, that you would love to take on a cruise with you. Three famous people, celebrities that you would like to go on a cruise with. Can't be Super Mario because I mean he knows the ins and the outs, so I would see he'd be a good choice. But uh, and and, not, and no friends or family members. What do you got? Ooh, okay. Um, let me think real quickly here. I think maybe Captain Kate McHugh from Celebrity Cruise Line. Okay. Uh, she is uh, not a huge, huge celebrity, but she's a celebrity in the cruising world. She's a female captain for Celebrity. So I think, you know, a little girl power right there. That would be really fun to hear her ins and outs and uh, learn from her. And and I was actually supposed to be my celebrity, my most recent celebrity cruise and really my only celebrity cruise. Let me back up there. Uh, She was supposed to be the captain, uh, but she actually got switched. So I didn't get a chance to meet her. Um, And she was just for her, just for the audience. She is the first female captain. Is that is that the case? Yes, she's the uh, first female captain for Celebrity Cruise Line, and okay. she is an uh, uh, awesome woman. Yeah, she seems like it. She's got a great personality. She's got the doesn't she have the pet that she cruises with too? I believe. Yes, her cat lives on the ship, and her cat is super famous as well on uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a good um, choice in general. I get the whole girl power thing, but also, you know what? You're cruising some, with somebody. You know, why not have somebody who who can who can step in if the uh, you know if the acting captain goes? She's on vacation. These are people you're cruising with, whether it's the buffet, whether it's the spa, wherever. Yeah. You're but if, so, if the captain goes down, Kate can jump right in there. So that's a wise choice. You were going you were going very practical too on that. Good job. <laughs> yeah, and then gosh, two other people. Hmm. Not family, and they have to be famous. Yeah, like hmm. somebody that most people have heard of. Okay. Sorry, this is tough. Can they be dead, or are they, like, have to be someone who is alive? Is this one of those, like, who would you bring to dinner? Do they have to be dead yeah, or alive? Yeah, kind of, I guess, yeah. yeah you want to go dead? Let's go dead. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Dig them up. <laughs> um, well, how about... Well, we'll go alive. We'll go alive and we'll choose Mama Lee. And uh, Mama Lee is a very wise cruiser. She is actually another one of my full-time cruisers uh, who I've interviewed. I love to cruise with her. She is a full-time cruiser from uh, 
crystal cruises. She lives I've aboard. Her. Yes, I was going to say, is she the crystal lady? Yes, I know Mama Lee. Yeah. So she has some amazing stories of uh, just so many world cruises. She's done like over 50 world cruises, and that would be uh, a big bucket list item for me. So I think I'd love to to sail with her, and um, definitely that would be an experience. And maybe another one, my another person for, okay, I think, I think for my third person would have to be um, someone who has passed away would be Anthony Bourdain. Ooh, um, he was um, basically one of my heroes. Um, I have a big, big uh, love for Anthony Bourdain, and if I ever had the opportunity to to cruise with him, that would have been a really amazing experience. I devour his uh, TV shows that he had, and um, yeah, I just really loved him and rest in peace. But that would be a really fun experience. I agree. He was so good. I didn't see. You know how nowadays, like, there's so many, you know, for whatever reason, through social media, internet culture, whatever it is, like you hear there's so many fake hoax deaths out there. You know what I mean? And like when they said he passed away, I was like, Oh, that's clearly a hoax death. That's fake. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What, what, what more could you ask for in life to be able to do what he did? But it just shows you that, you know, that's to me, that was an awakening for me too, because again, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, understand the ins and the outs of some people who, who deal with depression, but that's all I needed to see. If that guy was going to do that to himself, I was like, all right, you know what, this is real. And you know what? Depression can, can hit anybody. And I, and I really, you know, there's no, there's no, what are you complaining about? No, it hits everybody. And that was same thing for me. I was completely sad. And that's a great choice because anywhere you're going, you know, he's going to find all the good spots. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, you know, I think part of my, I don't know, I just, I'm, I feel like I was like obsessed with him, you know, because it's just goals of everywhere that he travels to and the experiences that he has, and you know, his passion for for travel and cruising or not cruising, but travel and, um, you know, I'm just thinking of like the one episode of his uh, one of his TV shows where he actually slaughtered a goat and i was just like oh my god i could never do that like whoa and like even the the show (laughs) it like made me gag uh because i was just like wow that's gnarly um but just the crazy things that he would do and um and of course you know him being a chef so the culinary aspect of it all is is awesome because i am not a good chef i it's something i've been working on i've been doing a little bit of a some cruise cooking challenges on my channel where i'm cooking a lot during quarantine and trying to become a better cook um but you know of course he's was a culinary master so maybe he could whip up some good meals as well (laughs) definitely the guy to watch if you want to get better at least you know through his exposure to other cultures and other places around the world and even that he would he would do the shows that were all all over the world and crazy deep dives into you know street food in 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 middle eastern countries but then he'd also have that show where okay if you got three hours in san francisco here's what you want to do you know what i mean it's great uh but um okay so I think those are good answers, and I would say that's a great answer for me, too, because he'd probably be the only one or one of the only ones that would be able to keep up with me doing shots at the uh, at the pool bar as well, so he's pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. He, 
you definitely would enjoy that. Yeah. All right. So we talk about a thing on this show, and we call it Pure Cruise Bliss, and it's mm-hmm. really the answer. It's PCB. We it's it's when you're at sea or in port, and everything is going absolutely perfect. All of your mm-hmm. senses are satisfied, and it's kind of like a thing where you know what you actually—it's so good that you actually look and you're introspective about it at that moment. You realize it, you live in it, and you say, "Wow, this is why I cruise." Can you point to any time uh, during your cruising career, uh, whether it's at sea or in any port of call on an excursion, when you knew you were experiencing pure cruise bliss? Oh, my goodness. I love this question. So just the other day, I was asked to describe what cruising means to me in one word. And you want to know what my answer was? Bliss. So... See, really, that encompasses so much. So that's fantastic. But I think, you know, cruising to me, my bliss while I'm cruising is while I'm at sea and whether I'm by the pool with a drink in my hand, completely relaxed. And I think that's a big thing because while we are cruising, something that we do and just how we cruise is we love to see and do it all. Um, you know, I traveling with my husband Raphael who's known as cameraman on my on my channel that's his nickname we <laughs> love to like bump around from the trivia to the shows to dinner to everything so we're like go 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 but when we do have the opportunity to just you know especially on those sea days of of just fully relaxing and unwinding I cherish that because that's just so uh energizing and recharging and enjoying the ocean is um just a beautiful experience so I that's that's the bliss of it for me. That's mine too. That's like when you're uh, when you're on when you're it's, it could pretty could be a sea day, could be around dusk. You're kind of in or around the pool. You got the drink going. You got the people that are you know mean the most to you around you, and it's uh, the the right breeze with the right sun in the right position. That's I, I'm yeah. with you 100 percent on that. Um, all right, so that's I, something amazing for your soul. I think it really, really is. It's a different experience, and it's really hard to describe in words unless you've, you're you're kind of there. Uh, right. I'm sure everybody has experienced it, but you know, in whatever part of whatever vacation they've done. Uh, so I um I want to get you out of here because I know it is Mother's Day, and I know you got to get back to shout out to Raphael by the way, aka cameraman, and the. Uh, <laughs> And and the little one. So I before I, we do go, I do have to just ask you quick about this whole mess that the world is. Apparently, the world stopped, uh, as did cruising. And uh, what is your take on that? Do you see, you know, do you see us getting back anytime soon? I know it's all guesswork at this point, but you know, Carnival basically sounds like they're serious about August first. But what do you think about it? And and are you booked right now on a cruise? Yeah, so we do have quite a few uh, cruises booked. We haven't had any cruises cancel on us just yet um, because we basically, um, last year, once we knew I was expecting, we had to move some cruises around. So we had a bunch of cruises basically back-to-back. And then I uh, reached a certain point that I couldn't sail anymore. And then I've been on a bit of maternity leave. So we haven't had any sailings um, yet get canceled by the cruise lines. And we do have our first sailing, which is going to be on the MSC Armenia. And um, that's scheduled for uh, Labor Day weekend, so September. Um, so we're crossing our fingers for that one. And if I had to put an educated guess, 
on um, what's going to happen or if I was to look into my crystal ball and tell you. Um, I'm hopeful, honestly, that things will happen and that August um, will, will work out. August 1st will work out for Carnival Cruise Line, but I do think that they have their work cut out for them to uh, reach the standard that that needs to to happen to, to make it what it needs to be. I think, you know, I did a video about all the changes that are going to be happening to cruising and um, the health and safety protocols from constantly wiping everything down and whether or not we're still advised to be social distancing and wearing uh, face coverings and everything like that. So it's just, there's so many different aspects to look at it. And I do think it is going to be a very tedious task. So I'm hopeful that they can work it out and, and, and promise us that August 1st date. Um, but I would, let me put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if it got pushed back uh, another month or two. You know, you know, what drives me nuts is that, yes, I, I agree with that as well it's just that when they do come back to sea you know it's not going to be full on so i would right. hope that they would get that august 1st thing in so that they you know there's going to be a month or two of kinks whether they have yes. to cancel sailings whether you know you can i was on cruise critic and they were showing which ports of call are still closed well how about this all of them you can't you know, it's like you didn't have to list it because they're all right there i was doing that i was going to do that for an article on my website you know what let me write down the ports of call that are continue continue to be closed but you know what my show is mostly caribbean so let's go delve into the caribbean and i just went and they list, listed every single caribbean port of call that there is like, oh, well, that's kind of a that's a short article <laughs> All of the above, right? <laughs> yeah. And I want to thank you because I was today years old when I found out it was pronounced MSC Armonia because for the last oh. five years I've been pronouncing it Armonia, which I guess oh, yeah. sounds like something uh, you'd clean with or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I can uh, <laughs> educate you in that regard. You know, they have the Italian the Italian cruise line with the Italian pronunciation. So I'm, I'm glad to... And I'm still huh. working on Meravigalia. Put you in on that one. I'm still working on Meravigalia. Meravigalia. Can you oh, give us a ruling it. on that you, one? Yeah, you, you'll get it. No worries. What is it? The Meravigalia. Meravigalia. Okay, perfect. Well, Alana, this was an absolute pleasure. I really want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, and if, if you want to just... So, YouTube channel is Alana Zingano. That is correct. Yeah. All my socials, Alana Zingano, Instagram, TikTok... My YouTube, my my uh, Facebook, Facebook group. <laughs> You're on TikTok <laughs> too, huh? I got to find you on TikTok. Uh, yeah, TikTok's been a lot of fun. A little yeah. dabbling in that as well. This quarantine had me on has me on TikTok. I'm looking. I'm like I I have no I know way too more about these TikTok trends than I'm supposed to at my age. But <laughs> it's a little addictive. Yeah, it's silly. It's it's just for fun. Yeah, exactly. Alana, yeah. thanks so much again. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, Tommy, thank you so much. We'll talk real soon. Have a great day. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, cones, super cones alike, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. Speaking of emails... We're kind of, uh, I kind of blew through all the ones I had in reserve. So if you guys 
would be so inclined, I'd love to hear some emails. They could be questions. They could be comments. They could be concerns or corrections, anything to do with cruising or anything you've heard on the show. We love your emails and everybody loves the email section of the show. So those of you who do really, really like these emails and the email portion, you know, maybe contribute a little by sending a very well thought out, ideally proofread, and a moderate length email to Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We'll read it on the air. And uh, what'll be good is that, you know, I'll try to have the answer. If I do not have the answer, we'll also pose it in the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. And I'm pretty confident one of our superstar, educated, genius cruisers will definitely, somebody will have the answer for you. Also, if you are interested in this show and hearing more of it, if you want to get a show a day, you get a show every single day, it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. We also have an Instagram page, Tom, I'm sorry, always be booked on Instagram. And we have the new rising subgroup, called the always be booked quarantine cuisine and uh people are in there i mean blowing me away with i had no idea we had so many talented chefs in this group it's amazing there's about close to 100 people in the group i think i should maybe man that's probably a little high but we're, we're getting there and people are posting some i mean I'll, I'll be honest with you if you're trying to lose weight if you're trying to go on a diet it's probably not the group for you per se, because you're staring at some of the most delicious looking food on all of the internet or internetical world web wides. So, all right, let's get into your emails. Good day, Tommy. Oh, that sounds Australian. This is Robert from Sydney, Australia. How did I know? Uh, thought I would send you this email to introduce myself. Discovered your podcast through Doug of Cruise Radio and finally caught up listening to all of your podcasts. By the way, this is what it's all about. A guy like this hears me on Doug's show and he dials himself in. <clears throat> he has acquired the taste. He's into it. He likes it. He enjoys what he's hearing and he goes back and listens to all the episodes. So we talked a lot. We always talk about ways, you know, you'd be able to help the show and things like that. Patreon is definitely one of them. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. Five dollars gets you an extra show every single day of the week. Uh, but another way you could really help out is just by sharing the show. You know what I mean? Like I said last week, we've kind of hit a little bit of a area where the numbers aren't bad, but they're kind of where they've been. You know what I mean? There has been a little bit of a snag. And yeah, that's probably my problem. I got to investigate and figure out what I got to do to kind of, I guess, get the, you know, ratchet up the excitement again a little bit about the show. So I got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what that is. But at the same time, if you do think it's an okay show and you get any information out of it, any, inter, uh, you know, entertainment out of it, or if you're, uh, you know, informed on it at all, if you connect with the group, definitely please feel free to share it with anybody who you know who might like cruising or podcasts or travel in general. Uh, he continues, my wife and I fell in love with cruising on our first cruise back in December 2013 on a 15-day South Pacific on the little Royal Caribbean ship Rhapsody of the Seas. Since then, we have been on over 20 cruises and we have had the pleasure of seeing an ex and experiencing so many memorable places and adventures. 
We are in our early 50s, and cruising has led us to take up snorkeling, scuba diving, indoor skydiving, and zip lining, just to name a few activities. We are loyal to Royal now, and, be, and being Diamond Plus, and through a, their casino program, Club Royale, where we are prime, it is hard for us to consider another line. All the free alcohol, the casino, and evening Diamond drinks. We have sailed Carnival Spirit back in March of 2014, but weren't too happy. Also have done Celebrity Solstice. When we compared Carnival to Royal, the decor of the ship, quality, and the food service in the MDR and the demographics were not to our liking. Uh, You have heard about the stories of fights and guests being offloaded from Carnival ships in Australia, and we have seen firsthand what it is like. For us, too many of what we would call bogans. So for Americans, hillbilly or rednecks. Uh, Don't think for us for a moment that we are prude or old-fashioned. My wife and I do the things and go hard on cruises. We enjoy the ships and all they offer. We have been known to enjoy a drink or two. With many a time, my wife would come collect me from the casino at 4 a.m. and we would end up having pizza with the casino staff. Even on occasion, some late-night basketball with some of the waiters where I would bring a bottle or two of red to share. My name is the same as the ver- a very famous person in the Philippines, and with a lot of Filipino staff, this opens up some doors, and staff loves to interact with my wife and I. That's kind of cool. An embarrassing story on the last cruise, on the first night, my wife and I had way too much to drink, so I put her to bed, and silly me went off to the casino, and when it closed, I ended up back in the casino, like on autopilot. Needless to say... But gambling, uh, needless to say, but gambling when completely shit-faced is not good and lost a bit and ended up being escorted back to my cabin by one of the great bar staff when they found me asleep at a table. Needless to say, my wife not was not impressed. I saw the waiter the next morning and apologized and we laughed it off. I also tipped him for taking me as he was the drinks waiter. The drinks were flowing quite freely and in, uh, uh, and we were in for another messy night. Also, it took me the rest of the cruise to break even at the casino, so dodged a bullet there this time. Listening to your group, group, pod, group cruise podcast, this is a bit presumptuous, but I think we would fit in nicely with your crew and hope to make it happen. Hope one day to make it happen. Cruise to the Caribbean is on our bucket list. Cruise... Cruise to the Caribbean is on our bucket list, having done Alaska and Trans-Pacific. You need to do Alaska and Canada. You cannot put words in the scale of beauty of the country, and it will change your cruise habits. Mm -hmm. Prior to listening to your podcast, my musical tastes was very ABC. In fact, I enjoy Fat Boy Slim so far from country. However, episode 70 introduced me to country, and I replay your mix regularly. Beatrix, do you hear that? Beatrix says you got to stop playing country music. Nobody cares about your country music. We've converted somebody, Beatrix. No more ABC. Uh, we. I also really enjoyed your Morning Muster episode, so I hope to hear more of them in the future. Somewhat like yourself, I'm obsessed with cruising so much that after being laid off twice in the past three years due to failed companies, I decided to follow my passion and went back to college and did a six-month course in travel and tourism, topping the class, which wasn't too hard being that at least twice the average age of the other students. Talk about bad timing with the travel industry, decimated around the world, so let's see. Taking the opportunity to 
to my downtime to be to being locked down, I have done a number of courses through CLIA, Cruise Line International Association, and achieved ambassador status, so hopefully setting myself up as an agent when the industry is back. The fact that I am unemployed hasn't stopped me, and I am following your mantra of always be booked and have four cruises booked next January and February when I am confident cruising will be back. Would like to cruise earlier, but let's wait and see. Also, Royal Caribbean only starts in Australia in October, so if it's a go, then we will book one for my birthday. I think Australia will open its season earlier than the other ports of the world. Hey, what about a group cruise in OZ? Uh, it's only a short flight if you drink heavily and take some meds. Sorry to say, but I am old school with technology, so no Facebook, Twitter, or alike. But do follow you on YouTube and have enjoyed what you have done. Don't take this the wrong way, but actually seeing you, you are a lot different to how I had pictured you in your mind. You having met quite a few people from the Long Island area, upon this reflection, stupid how my mind works, might need to cut down the drinking. Anyway... Hopefully, boat drink soon. Take care. Robert. Robert, I thank you so much for the email. There's a lot to talk about there. You've said a lot. So first and foremost, you're loyal to Royal, and I don't knock the people who do that. It's totally a matter of preference, and especially with Royal Caribbean. And I have to say that. Robert's right. This is not a... um, you know, when you start using words like demographic, people can take that as racist. He already said rednecks, you know. Some places, that's offensive. You know what I mean? I, I think... To me, if if what Robert means is <clears throat> the state of mind, the the way people act. Some people are just a little kind of let's just call them crazy. You know, you see this. The, I mean, Australia. He'll probably admit is one of the craziest places for all those people that come out of Australia. I mean, that that one cruise where nine of them got arrested. They like to drink. They like to enjoy themselves. And uh, I don't know what the word is. You you use the word, whatever it is. I know in Europe they use the word hooligans, and it's always kind of associated with just like how people are. And the truth is, he's right. Norwegian and Carnival will attract a crowd that is more rambunctious. Royal Caribbean, while is no sh- not afraid to let their hair down and party a little bit themselves, there clearly is a more subdued and calm atmosphere, uh, a more refined if you will, uh, demographic or just crowd, whatever you want to call it, on Royal Caribbean ships. Me, myself, I don't mind it every once in a while when you get some entertainment and you get some people who uh, aren't afraid to, like yourself, you know, you seem to enjoy your, your fair share of cocktails or two, Robert, so don't knock the hustle on that. And that's a great story about having had to be uh, carried back to your... Uh, to to you to your stateroom by the by the bar guy and robert jaworski is his name so i didn't know there was a famous filipino guy named robert jaworski that's kind of cool too no there will not be any trips to australia anytime soon i have to admit to you that uh congratulations on the whole travel thing yeah it can be an up and down thing you know what all i'll say is you know it sounds like you have it but it just takes a good amount of discipline to force yourself to sit down and get this work done, whether it's marketing, whether it's booking, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's researching news, whether it's getting information so you have the information so that you could be as educated as possible to your potential clients. You just got to put in the time. You got to like, because the problem is nobody's telling you to do it. There's no boss that's sitting on top of your desk that says, do this or this or this, or you can't go home. You can't go home until this is done. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that. 
with uh, working for yourself and being a travel agent. So that's just the battle that you have to fight. But um, I think I think things are going to work out. I think things are going to come back. And you might be right. Australia might happen earlier. Um, yeah, no, I don't uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you've seen as far as how people from Long Island do look. Uh, I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I can't really comment on that. I don't know what to say, but uh, I do uh, appreciate the email. I do appreciate you listening. I'm so happy that you're all caught up, Robert. And uh, yeah, that's all I could say. Keep up listening. Uh, and, you know, if you if you can, just share the show with someone who you think might like it in the way that, you know, you got it from listening to Doug's show. Hey, Tommy, I've been enjoying the shows. And to be honest, when this virus fiasco started, I was trying to avoid all the shows who were doing episodes on the virus. I did not have time for that kind of anxiety. But of course, it became inescapable. And now I'm having serious doubts and worries about an upcoming cruise I've been planning. By the way, it's John. I emailed you a few weeks ago about being addicted to planning cruises. I love your take on my dilemma. Well, I finally decided to pull the trigger and book a seven-day February 21st cruise with my wife to celebrate my graduation after a long, hard four years since our last cruise. But seemingly, right as I had my finger on the book now button, COVID hit. And Carnival canceled cruises until May. No problem, right? My cruises until next February. But I waited it out and then even more cruises got canceled. This time till the end of June. Okay, this is getting serious. On the other hand, prices are getting really good for me. I have to fly into port and airfare is down about 60% of what it was before COVID. Hotels are cheaper and this February 21st Dream Cruise has dropped the price about $54 a night as of the writing of this email. Of course, I didn't want to make light of the virus situation. This is a scary thing and it's affected thousands of lives. I'm pretty lucky to have a life that's fairly unaffected. And that's off and hats off to the ones helping out. But I've been waiting and planning and researching to take this cruise for years. And now I have a choice to make. Do I make a deposit on my cruise now and book the flights for a February 2021 while prices are low? Or do I wait it out until cruising starts up again and see what the landscape is at the very like likely risk of missing out on the deals that can save me hundreds? There's also the changes to the cruising uh, cruising in general that might impact that cruise. Will my ports even be open? Ports are a huge part of why I cruise. Uh, will, will, will we be forced to wear masks out on deck? Will the ship sail at lower capacity? This won't ruin my enjoyment of the cruise, but it may mean that if I don't book now, I won't have a chance to later. I know you're probably getting hundreds of emails a day. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean to laugh at that. No, I'm definitely not getting hundreds of emails a day um i'm not getting hundreds of emails a week (laughs) or a month i know you're probably getting hundreds of emails a day about this very same thing but hey i bet there are uh, more people in my predicament as well let me know your thoughts and thanks for being a voice of hope and entertainment through this unknown and challenging time john john i was the same way i didn't even want to touch the coronavirus stuff in the beginning i if you guys know i have an episode episode called tommy breaks his silence on corona because i was like you know just hoping it would go away i was just hoping this would be something where and i would refer you to like doug or sherry or whoever just to kind of like get the real news on it but for me i was just like man man, this thing's just gotta i'm hoping it just blows over just like sars just like you know uh all the other you know whatever's h1n1 you know you know Ebola, 
bird flu, whatever, all the all the stuff that comes through, it usually has taken care of itself. And despite the fact that it gets a really strong news cycle, it goes away. This, oh well, just wasn't going to be ignored. So yes, I eventually had to dive in and we had to cover it. We all had to cover it. See, my thing is book the cruise, John. Book it. February 2021, it should be fine by then. I would expect that things would be back to normal by then. But if they're not, you know what I mean? Just like maybe... Uh, you, you put a deposit down, you put a deposit down. And if the cruise is canceled, you'll be able to get your, maybe 125% of that cruise. If the cruise is, uh, something you don't want to do, maybe use the deposit money and, you know, while you still have time exchange it, but I would lock in that price. You're right. That price could go away. I would definitely, you know, what is the risk of putting whatever the, whatever the deposit is down, maybe 250, whatever it is. Uh, depending upon what deals are going on right now, maybe get a refundable version if you want it, uh, or pick a category that allows you to change, you know, maybe call carnival, see what they say. Listen, I want to go on this cruise, but I'm nervous that it's not going to be either it won't sail or it's not going to be the sailing that I want. Let's just say, what's the best category to book me at if I want to be able to have some flexibility with my booking? But yes, I would definitely grab that price if that's something that you're, concern, you're concerned about. Good morning, Tommy. Uh, John, thanks for the email, man. Appreciate it. And I'm glad, yes, I remember your uh, crazy cruise booking uh, <laughs> strategies. That, that really gave me some entertainment. I appreciate it, too. Good morning, Tommy. As always, I enjoyed listening to your podcast yesterday while doing some yard work. Yes, I love the yard workers. Shout out to all my yard work people out there mowing, cutting, leaf blowing. I never operated a leaf blower. I might do that next time these guys show up to, to, to do the K compound. I might be like, hey, guys, let me strap on the leaf blower a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll just get it. Yeah. <laughs> I never did a leaf blower. You guys do leaf. I, I want to I wanna try. I, I was always the yard work guy. And my, uh, you know, my friends used to call it the labor camp because there was no gardening project that was going by going by me. And, um, you know, my grandmother, be like, hey, Tom, you got to cut the hedges. All right, cut the hedges. Here it is. And she get the manual. And I prefer them, by the way. If I'm cutting hedges, I want the manual cutters. I don't want the electronic one, the, the easy one where you and you freaking just, you know, skim it over the top. I want the manual cutters because, because it's, I want the scissor hands. Because when I cut those hedges, I fancy myself an artist. And I want to be able to get it down to the leaf. You know what I mean? No self-respecting hedger is going to go electronic with that. That's just my take on it. Good morning, Tommy. As always, I enjoyed listening to your podcast yesterday while doing some yard work. The discussion was with Doug and the conversation was how it was impacting the islands. I believe this might have been a Patreon. I'm not sure. I know Doug was on a show semi-recently, but Doug is uh, typically wanting to be on the Patreon. I think Doug feels a little bit more comfortable. You got to remember, Doug is, you know, Doug Doug has a massive audience. You know what I mean? And uh, Doug very often wants to feel comfortable and not have to watch what he says as much so it's just another advantage to listening to the patreon you get the unfiltered version of doug parker we won't talk about it here it's a super cone thing but doug does kind of unwind and let loose a little bit more on the patreons and the beauty of it is you don't have to listen to it the day of they're all back there there's dozens and dozens of back episodes on the patreon five dollars a month show every day 
p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked. You may recall I recommended a guide on Roatan that I've used many times over the years, as have my family and friends. He has a tour guide business, private boat for snorkel and scuba diving, also ATV adventures, private beach outings, and general tours of the island, taking you to see things that make the island look so wonderful. His name is Channon Bodden, and his outfit is Channon Bodden Tours. Bodden, the Bodden family as a whole, is synonymous with tours in the Caribbean. All right, so that's what they do. The Bodden family is just, a, that's what they do. They give tours in the Caribbean. I have kept in touch with him during this epidemic, and he has been filling me in on what's going on on the uh, on the uh, the Islanders' take on it, and how things have been going on the island of Roatan for the past two months. As this was his livelihood, and it is taken away from him, I started a GoFundMe for him about a month back. We were able to get the first wave of funds out to his family this week. Here is a link to that, so you can read about it. All right, so there's a link here. I will uh, share that in the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook just so you guys could see. Guys, no pressure. You know what I mean? Clearly, uh, this is from Brian. Brian has a good intentions here. Uh, we're all struggling. Everybody's struggling. We may not be able to uh, spare a lot of money. And this is not to be meaning to uh, guilt anybody. You know what I mean? Because we're all in bad situations. And we all have... Uh, hurdles financially, emotionally that we're trying to overcome. Uh, so is uh, Mr. Bodden. And I would just say, you know what? If you're so inclined, if the tour guides of the Caribbean are some, or, or a charity or a, um, you know, something, an entity that you would like to, you know, open up your pocket pocketbook for or open up your wallet for, then he, the link will be up there. But, you know, if you're not, if now's not the right time, then you know what? That you can't do it, but we'll put it up there. If you ever wanted it, wanted, please let me know, and I could try to link you two up. He may be up for an interview or something, and it would and would give you some good firsthand information about what's happening on these remote islands. As always, I wish you continued success, and thank you for all you do, Brian. Brian, thank you so much for that email, and it's really, really kind of you to really want to give back to this guy who when you go on vacation he actually elevates the level of um experience that you have and for that you are taking a vested interest in him and staying in touch with him and finding out you know what he needs and actually doing something about it versus talking uh i i think that's awesome thank you so much brian hi tommy just listening to your patreon and you're annoying me. <laughs> okay. Shock value. I've been known to annoy people, so uh, I wouldn't take that personally. Tommy, the reason people listen is because you are you. No comparison with anyone else. Writing articles, yes, but write what you are interested in and people will want to read it. That is your point of difference. Website, come on, it's a must. Okay, hold on. So it's a must. What podcaster? I listen to to, to to 10 podcasters, okay? 10 of them or so. And like I say, maybe there's like five hardcores, three or four on the bench, and maybe one that's really kind of on the practice squad, okay? Not one of them do I have any use for their website. None. And I know I have a travel agency, but there's no point in the website for the travel agency, the website for the travel agency is the cruise lines website. That's where you find out all the cruises. Or if you have like a consolidator that you like to go to, 
like Cruise Plum or you know whatever it is, uh, you know, or or Expedia or whatever, you can price it out, and then I can you can give me a call and I can help you out. So I'll read on, but that's my first thing on the website. The first thing, my first reaction to everybody that says you got to have a website, which I do. I have the website. It's up. You can go see it. Alwaysbebooked.com. Feel free to give it some traffic. Uh, for what? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, you know, Joe Rogan, Mark Marin, Joey Diaz, uh, Fighter and the Kid, um, uh, uh, Bert Kreischer, um, uh, who else? I like uh, the, 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 the Pete and Sebastian show. Like all these shows, they're podcasters. They don't have websites, okay? Website, come on, it's a must. It has to have links to your Patreon. It has to have links to your podcast. It has to have links wherever your articles are writing. It must have links to those port information segments you made up. They're valuable. It needs a live chat function. And yes, it needs to have a function for you to put up a pre-recorded voice message saying you will get back to them ASAP. Well, we have that. We have that on the uh, 323 getaway. Yes, why have you not got a local travel agent to feed you inquiries and then return? They train you up up and share 6040 with you. And if you if and if you and your travel agent partner are getting bogged down with being on the phone, rebooking admin bring on an intern. They get real experience and you get low cost enthusiasm enthusiastic admin. Person person to freeze you up to do follow-up calls, emails, texts or whatever your client prefers. But you need to keep that keep that contact as part of the ABB booking experience. Yes, you will have to pay for your own on your own on-site, your website, booking engine for people that want ABB but want to do it for themselves. What is the purpose of your website? It is to showcase everything you love about cruising. It is to entertain and to inform. From there, that Tommy touch will lead to sales and commissions. Tommy, you're the talent. Website needs a background music track. No, it does not. See, this is Giuseppe. This is Giuseppe. Losing a little credibility here, Giuseppe. Nobody wants that 2001 background annoying song that hits you as soon as you turn on the website. I do not know about copyright. You may have to initially put up copyright free country music and other tracks you like. Lots of luck with the travel agency. By the way, regardless how successful your travel agency becomes, you're an ABB, uh, your ABB and Patreon continues. Cheers, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, yes, you're 100% right. And I do have to, a lot of that stuff you're right on. The travel agency has to be, I have to split with that. I have to kind of bring somebody in who is an experienced travel agent and will kind of, um, you know, I don't. I don't even want to be trained. You know what I mean. I am trained in making a booking. I know. You know, when I first started this out, I didn't know what I was doing, and now I do. I know how to book on each of the big three and whatever else. You know, the catch-all is all you have to do is call them up, and if you call them up, they could take care of it for you quick. Um, the problem is that it, you know. Waiting on the phone takes a while, so the more you can do online. Now, there's stuff that you're gonna have to call up for, no matter what mostly having to do with group cruises and things like that but uh you know if if you uh if you can limit the amount of calls you can make to the travel agency i'm sorry to the cruise line itself as a travel agent that's the better so i'm feeling pretty good about my ability to do that right now but yeah creating content and uh booking travel i definitely w- it would service me well 
to get somebody who is a pro at just the booking. I definitely, I just want to find somebody local. You know what I mean? And I don't have a space. You know what I mean? I I, I would love to have an intern, but you know, where's the intern going to work? I don't have an office and interns aren't what they used to be. I don't think per se interns, there is uh, some sort of a, um, there is some some legalities with interns that you know that are people and anybody that's going to work for you for completely free. You do have to give them something. So, uh, Giuseppe, every time you send me an email, I get fired up. You know, I do not mean to annoy you, <laughs> as you said at the beginning, but every time you do email me, I do get fired up, and it does help me out, and it does point me in the right direction. So, please keep them coming, guys. I want to thank you again for listening. That's pretty much it. Again, I need some emails. If you guys want to keep sending them in, uh, the show's going to get better. I'm definitely, it's one thing I did dedicate to, um, it's one, one epiphany I did have recently in all the epiphanies I had. I am going to definitely be working more towards, this is the way I would look at it. I would look at it like, all right, so you focus on the travel agent during, travel agency during the week. You focus on maybe writing articles, doing some research, uh, you know, coming up with content for, for Facebook, for Instagram, and then you you have your day where you research and record your show. What I'm going to be putting together is more of a weekly thing, a behind the scenes kind of support on just the show. I'll put in two or three hours a day on just chock filling the show, this show, the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast with just quality information, trimming a lot of the fat out of there, finding some new good stuff, interviews, people, uh, research. So the purpose of it, you know what I mean? I could write articles all day. I could do websites all day. I could do all that stuff. But you guys really come for the show. You guys really come here for the podcast is what it is. So why not take all the time? What am I going to write in an article that I can't just say in a podcast. Why burn through material? If I have a good idea about an article, every time that's what always happens. Every time I have a good idea about an article, I start writing and then I get pissed because I'm like, man, I'd really, you know, this could be a good 15 minute segment on the show. Why wouldn't I just do that? So that's what I do. And uh, and that's what I'm gonna do. So I am going to try to the goal right now is to populate the hour and a half or whatever it is show with a lot more quality and densely rich cruise fun entertainment all that stuff and not just doing that whether okay well you know what it's coming close to where i gotta uh, where i gotta where i gotta record a show so let's start working on it no what i'm gonna do is pre-work on it starting monday i'm gonna start working on the show for that following week and every day i'll work it out and then i'll be in a position where i'm cutting stuff out of the show you know what? That's good, but you know what? That's if I was doing it the old way. That's stuff that may not be as exciting. You know what I mean? So let me trim that. Let's 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 put that on the cutting room floor, and now we'll break it down. Like the idea, maybe we'll have a, a the basis for a three and a half hour show, but we'll pick the best hour and a half of that, and that'll be crafted all during the week. And of course, you know, maybe the stuff that falls to the wayside ends up on the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. $5 a day, extra show a day, every day. All right, guys, thank you guys so much. You are the best. Always be booked on Instagram. Uh, always be booked cruises, ultra lounge on Facebook. I appreciate you guys listening. As always, boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea. 
And one part said of a nine on tree And the drink said cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from